This is a download from the Passionate People Project. For more information, including available pictures, videos, and links featuring today's guest, visit the3p.com. That's T-H-E, the number three, P.com. I'm your host, Damon Cole Quahoon. Today's guest was able to find a common thread between the New York City house music scene and her grandmother's kitchen. The result? Transformative services to the city's most underserved communities. But today, she shares her passion with us. This is the Passionate People Project. introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Amu Ta Riojas. Nice. Nice, simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> now, tell us, how are you intelligent? Um, well, I would say that, that I have multiple intelligences um, that would fall in um, the categories of logical, mathematical, in the sense of the um, um, social, political, and business component of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, linguistic intelligence, um, uh, naturalist intelligence, and interpersonal. All right. All right. We're going to get back around to those. Oh, yeah, and the musical, too. Musical. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. You are the musical. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to get back around to that. But okay. first, define your passion. My passion is being of service. Yeah. Um, I'm passionate about transformation. Mm. So, on an individual level, on a social, uh, society, societal level, both, okay. both, and um, my life and work, I think, is a, a great reflection of that. Nice. Yeah. Well, give me a summary of that, and we'll, I guess we'll go into more detail. Well. <sighs> I mean, everything that I've done um, in my life as, uh, wow, I mean, I can really go, it all started in my grandmother's kitchen, (laughs) really, it absolutely did, Um, uh, this whole notion or idea of service and transformation um, and just learning, um, you know, being of service uh, and, 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 and transformation, those passions for me have um, uh, come through uh, uh, in my passion for food, yeah. um, making food, feeding people. Um, it has come through um, in my work, mm-hmm. um, um, participating in um, uh, the empowerment of people. And, 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 and transformation uh, of their lives. Um, so I guess the food and health, food and health and music are the ways, the, the themes in my life that I've been able to um, actively participate in um, my passion, my passions. 
Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny that you say passion and passions because you did a, a wonderful job of really getting down to the root, mm-hmm. which is service. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say mm-hmm. that that's the passion. That's the core. I mean, we use passion yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's. I always feel like it's. It's really goes down to the core. Yeah. Of what you believe in. Yeah. And, and so, for me, it's it's um, using my intelligences to be of service to. Um, you know, I understand that now. I really didn't really, I, w- I guess I didn't have the language yeah, earlier in my life to, to really um, make that connection or distinction, but um, it has to do with service and being, um, um, there's something really uh, powerful and humbling uh, about um how service can transform people. Yeah. Now, when did you discover, so like you said, this is in hindsight, mm-hmm. at what point did you discover or, or were you able to identify your passion? Did someone have, you know, did someone help you with that? Um, well, my grandmother was my first teacher, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I was the only, for whatever reason, I was the only grandchild she would really let hang out with her in the kitchen. <laughs> and I guess because, you know, coming up, I was the youngest one. And um, so I got the benefit of of watching her be of service to her family, her community, her church. Um, and it all started for her in the kitchen, you know, being of service by... Um, you know, um, through food and, and, and feeding people. And, 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 and the service for her was the nurturing. The nurturing came through um, through the meals that were made um, and, and, and seeing how people were transformed, yeah. you know, um, uh, when they ate and just kind of being around the table um, and, 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 and watching just how spaces would transform um and it it all started with you know her making some meals you know (laughs) and then i i you know very early developed this um love for food and cooking and just you know not only eating but just wanting to participate in what my grandmother did Yeah. yeah i think the second teacher would be my mom because uh, her her passion was um, clothing. She was an artist, okay. an entrepreneur, um, and uh, watching how she was able to transform people. Um, or participate in their transformation through her through her art. Right. Um, she would. Her, she so my mom and my dad. My my their, my family's from the Midwest. My mom grew up in St. Louis. My father grew up in East St. Louis. And when my mother was about eighteen years old, she moved to New York with my father. They married to go to FIT. Wow. You know, she she knew what she wanted to do, and um, they ended up 
uh, opening up several stores in Harlem. They had one in the Bronx. And my mother dressed pretty much all of the main jazz musicians back in the 60s and the 70s. They were very heavily involved in the Black nationalist movement. She was very African-centered in her thinking, in her politics, in her art. Um, so she, watching her through her struggles and her successes really ingrained upon me um, uh, the importance of community and being of service. Tell me what talent you possess that allows you to engage in your passion. I know how to connect with people. Yeah. I guess, it, you know, it's this lingu linguistic intelligence, mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to express what's on my mind and connect with people um, has really allowed me um, the gift of being able to mobilize this passion of being, uh, being of service. So because I, I cook, I love to cook, I, I, I was like 11 years old making cakes for people and selling them. <laughs> Seriously. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's always kind of been there for me and something that I've um, been able to, to um, uh, be quite good at and effective at. And um, we can talk more about that. Um, well, tell me, this mm -hmm. is, maybe this is a good tool. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you discover your talent. Tell me, you know, what environment, what situations, or was it just happening and then somebody identified it for you? Yes, it was just happening. Mm -hmm. And um, my family, my mother, yeah. you're really good at this. It was just, you know, you know um, kind of uh, receiving recognition from her and my grandmother. So when my grandmother, when I, you know, got older, and I'm still tied to food right now. It hadn't evolved yet to okay. other, right. um, the service piece I see what you're saying. hadn't evolved to what where I am now. Yeah. Um, but it started for me when my grandmother began to identify certain dishes that I had to make. She kind of turned it over. And for me, that was um, like the, the hugest seal of approval that I could ever have. Um, um, but it was my mother really that helped me to see that um, being of service in other ways uh, could be a powerful thing as well. Yeah. yeah. So now in terms of dealing with people and that mm -hmm. ability, mm -hmm. was that... Um, was that something, one of the things that your, your mother identified mm -hmm. or kind of helped you understand mm -hmm. about yeah, yourself? Yeah, she did. Okay. Now, what did you do to elevate Now, did you, to elevate your talent into a refined skill? Did mm -hmm. that happen during the food portion or did it happen afterwards? Um, it kind of all co coincided mm -hmm. because um, uh, I've always cooked and it's always been a central part of my life. Um, in the sense of bringing people together yeah. um, for, for whatever reason, even in college, you know, um, <laughs> I was a resident, I forget what they call them, resident, um, resident know, RA, yeah, um, RA, right. Yeah. Um, but I would bring resident assistant, right? Resident yeah. assistant, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I would 
make these huge meals and every and bring people together. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I've always had this knack yeah. of bringing people together. Um, you know, creating space for people to come together, yeah. right? Uh, so, um, that's a very important role of the, the RA. Yeah, I, I know some people, particularly my sister-in-law, mm -hmm. who, who really needed the assistance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's tough for her. Yeah, going away, she went down to Hampton, yeah. way, way far away from New York. Yeah, her mother had just passed. Yeah, and she was coping with a whole new oh, world. Yes, and uh, her different world, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> and it was the R RA who she who was she she was most able to count on. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, I was like one of the youngest unit. I went to Camp Menacing for many years. I went as a camper um, and I also went as a counselor. And even, you know, back then I'm, I'm reflecting now, you know, I remember being 17. I was a unit director, which meant that I was the, you know, we had, um, I kind of, uh, I was like an RA for, um, 13 to 16 year olds um, who were wow. away for the summer wow. <laughs> um, at 17. At 17. <laughs> uh, so that was really interesting. Um, Did you do well there? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a really wonderful um, um, experience for me. You know, I, 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 I began at that point understanding that I had this this ability to lead mm -hmm. um, and felt comfortable with it yeah. and enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's when I, I began to um, understand service as leadership too. Mm -hmm. um, it evolved. So it's yeah. camp and then college as a RA. Right. And then where did it go, on, go to from there? And then I, from there, I, um, I entered nonprofit mm -hmm. work. Um, it started with arts and education um, and uh, has grown, uh, continued to focus more on health. So that's the, new, that's the next question. Yeah. How do you use your talent to channel your uh, passion? Mm -hmm. And that's now. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I, I, I was given this amazing opportunity to um, lead um, this organization called Positive Health Project. Uh, I actually served on its board of directors um, early in the 2000s. So this is a wonderful full circle for me to actually come back um, into an executive leadership role. Um, PHP is a community-based organization that um, works to uh, facilitate positive transformation in the lives of people um, that are engaged in um, uh, substance use, mm -hmm. uh, people that are at high risk for HIV AIDS, people that are living with AIDS, um, um, folks that are engaged in sex work. Um, really, you know, New Yorkers, the New Yorkers that nobody wants to think about. That's yeah. who I work with every day. Yeah, the ones that are. The people. I won't get too political with the ones that Giuliani kind of swept away. Yeah, and the folks, you know, they're they're really almost like the invisible people, mm -hmm. you know, in our neighborhoods, yeah. in our communities, in our families. Yeah, you know, these are people um, that are hugely marginalized mm -hmm. um, because they don't um, 
fit into categories that our society um, uh, has um, deemed normal. Yeah, yeah. You know? relevant or important. Yeah, or yeah. Um, but these are individuals that come from every every walk of life that that are hugely intelligent, have all kinds of powerful resiliencies and, 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 and skills and talents that have either gone ignored or underdeveloped yeah. um, because of who they are. So um, my passion, this passion of being of service and, and, and engaging in, in transformation, transformative work, um, really um, uh, is now about lifting up and healing. It's about holding up um, um, uh, those that have been forgotten and creating spaces for them uh, to access uh, uh, supports, um, um, resources, um, uh, education so that they can make um, better or more informed decisions um, uh, for themselves and uh, begin to engage in their own healing and transformation. So, yeah. Yeah, so tell me specifically about ways that, or even just scenarios, mm -hmm. or just in general, how you use your talent mm -hmm. to to make this happen? Well, um, uh, so how do I make this happen? Um, what do you bring to it specifically? Because obviously there are mm -hmm. a lot of ways to get yeah. it done. Well, what do I, a humanity. Mm -hmm. I think I bring um, um, a perspective, a worldview, um, um, that uh, is somewhat unique in the sense that um, I don't believe, I strive every day not to judge people. Mm. Um, and so in doing so, um, I have created an opportunity to connect with someone on the on a very basic level, you know. Um, what about in the past? Were you always that way, or were you, uh, or did you have to check yourself or develop that side? Well, I think you know. I think being growing up in the '80s in mm -hmm. New York City, <laughs> being um, a, a faithful uh, uh, househead. Mm. Um, house music. I house music, yeah. you know, just kind of being a part of the underground music scene here in New York City growing up, really leveled the field, you know, in terms of um, being able to connect with all kinds of different people from all kinds of walks of life, regardless of how, whether they're, you know, black, white, gay, straight, transgender, it really didn't matter what connected us was the music and being able to spiritually connect um, uh, to each other um, and the music in one space. So I think for me, that really set the tone um, for um, 
or help shape my worldview. Yeah. Um, so was it the house music that made you go there regardless of what the, the, uh, the environment was absolutely. like? Absolutely. Because I know when I was younger, there were certain nights, this yeah. is in Seattle, yeah. it's like certain nights you don't go to the club, yeah. that's yeah. not your crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know it didn't I mean? matter. It didn't, it really didn't matter. Um, I was out seven, there was somewhere to go every day of the week. Because the music was there. Because the music was there. Yeah. And it was such a um, transformative experience for me because I was able to see like, well, look at this, look at this room. Mm -hmm. This is this is what it's all about because we're all here together rejoicing. Yeah. And um, I, I knew then what, was possible in the real world, right? Because those spaces, those moments were really, really special um, and, 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 and um, uh, I knew then that when we walked, when I would step outside, <laughs> when I'd go outside and it'd be Sunday afternoon, <laughs> people were coming home from church you know, or going, you know, coming home from church, and we're just, we're coming from church too, but it was a different <laughs> wow. kind of church. Wow, you yeah. know, um, I knew that um, what, what what I was leaving was special and would not necessarily extend itself, extend itself to the streets of New York, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the communities that I would then go back to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even, even though it's New York, right. still, there's, there's still limitations for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for me, how that extends to here, you know, PHP on any given day, mm -hmm. you'll find a little bit of everyone here. And I think that's one of the most unique um, things about uh, this agency is that we really, it is truly a safe haven mm -hmm. in the sense that, um, you know, in our drop-in center downstairs, you well, seeing trans men, trans women, men who have sex with men, heterosexual guys and women, mm -hmm. um, uh, all together, yeah. learning together, sharing, interacting without judgment, without fear, you know, um, and in a supportive way. And so that's what it's all about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Now talk about the joy that engaging in your passion, which is all this. Oh my God, it's inc it's incredible. It's it's um, it is truly a gift to um, um. Paper. It's truly a gift to be able to uh, love what you do. Mm. Mm. I enjoy, you know, I. I enjoy coming to work, right? And this is really the first time that I've done direct services in this way. I, so to step back, um, uh, I have a, a, a consulting firm mm. that I've had for almost a decade. Um, and Tall Works Consulting. P-T-H-P-T-A-H-W-O-R-K-S, TaWorks Consulting, and I've worked with some amazing organizations um, over the years uh, doing program, you know, lots of the things that I do here, um, but I've never had the opportunity to uh, participate in direct service provision, you know, or human services 
social services. Um, so, and, and that's a very, you know, uh, it can be a very solitary kind of work being a consultant. And I, and I had missed connecting with people and being a part of a team. And so that's why I, I found my way here. Um, but the joy uh, that I receive from knowing that every day I have made a difference in someone's life, um, there's nothing better than that. And can you talk, in maybe in a literal sense, in a literal sense, how this has all enriched your life? Wow. I have such a profound sense of gratitude. I feel such a profound sense of gratitude um, for life. Just, uh, you know, just being alive, the gift of life, you know, and, um, um, you know, seeing people, working with people every day that have all kinds of decks start stacked against them, um, still able to smile, participate, engage, share knowledge. Um, be willing to learn something new or take a risk um, knowing that they have no home to go to oftentimes a family that has uh, forgotten about them uh, or maybe managing multiple diseases um, I mean all kinds of things and um, seeing their strength, their resiliency, their resilience um, is, is humbling. And it really grounds me to my purpose. And um, it's also... Um, Underscored for me the, the 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 necessity of this work. There's so many walking wounded. <laughs> There's so many walking wounded, man. You know, and I, I'm seeing like these are the folks that the the people that I work with every day are um, folks that are uh, are you know have least you have very little resources to deal with you know to manage stuff but you know what i realize is that there are so many others you know it's just it's a really interesting part of the human experience you know that there are so many of us that are disconnected from our purpose mm -hmm. you know that um People that just don't know how to choose joy. Mm. Wow. You know, that um, I feel really lucky to be able uh, to do what I do and to gain so much from it and have an impact. Yeah, yeah. So, 
we talked about the linguistic intelligence mm -hmm. and its use. Mm -hmm. We actually talked about musical mm -hmm. intelligence and that, how Central. that tied mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we talked much about the logical mathematical and how you use that intelligence here. Well, you know, from a socio-political right um, perspective um, and a business, I mean, this is a business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm running a business here. And so um, they're just really the nuts and bolts part, right? You know, uh, you know, if I'm not able to access funding, then we're not able to serve, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and being able to access funding requires, it's all about relationship building and being able to um, connect to someone else's spirit, you know, and being able to figure out what's important to them, um, to motivate them to give. <sighs> oh, yeah. It's such an interesting... Um, <laughs> He says church everywhere. Right? Oh my goodness. It is <laughs> give, really, give yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, so I, I think that that's totally how um, that comes into play. And then also you just, the, the, the level of management and coordination that, that is required to, to successfully run an organization is, is, is huge. I mean, we serve almost 2,500 people a year. And we're small. We're a small agency. So we're talking about logistics, a mm -hmm. lot of logistics. Mm -hmm. Lots of logistics, lots of planning, lots of managing, you know, lots of relationship building, lots of cultivating, yeah. you know. Um, now let's talk about, because people quite often want to know if they can make a living mm -hmm. doing something like that. Obviously, you are. Mm -hmm. um, Generally speaking, in what ways can money be earned from engaging in this in the passionate way you do? Well, um, uh, talk about consulting. Yeah, so consulting—that's mm -hmm. you know—and I jumped into that when my mother became ill, mm -hmm. and I needed to take care of her. I was her caregiver, so I resigned from my job um, and I started consulting, and that was purely you know, being able to connect with my network and, and, and work Where it that way. That? The job you left, what were you doing? There? I was um, the policy director at the Harm Reduction Coalition. Okay. And uh, I left that job to take care of my mom who uh, uh, was dealing with stage four breast cancer. She's mm -hmm. since passed away. Um, but I was able to make that work and that just kind of led to a consultant career. Um, but how can you make money doing this work by, uh, there are all sorts of, you know, opportunities, um, in the field of public health and social service, um, as, um, you know, from a peer educator, um, someone that often, um, um, is man, you know, is someone in recovery or someone that has dealt with some of the issues that you know we we work on? They, you know, you can do peer education, you know, social work, um, case management. Um, you know, we have a staff accountant. We need accountants. You know, um, 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 there are all kinds of coordinator 
positions. There, there's lots. There, you know, the social service, the human human services generally, it's an industry that has huge turnover because mm-hmm. the work is so intense. Okay. It requires you have to really. Uh, it takes a special person, I think, to do this kind of work. You don't do it for the money, right? right. You're not going to get rich mm-hmm. doing this work, but you'll be rich in spirit, yeah. you know. Um, but you can make a living. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, what's the um, the most invaluable resource you use in, in in support of your passion? Wow. What is the most invaluable resource? that I use and support, taking care of myself, mm. self-care. Yeah. In order for me to authentically do this work, mm-hmm. um, you know, engaging in transformative work, being of service, it has to be reflected in my own life. Yeah. And so often those of us that are in this kind of work, we do not take care of ourselves. Mm. Um, so, uh, my most invaluable resource is self-care um, and my family. Mm. The support of your family? Yeah. Was? Okay. Um, so talk about, let's talk about some uh, books, DVDs, oh. websites, anything you use. To, uh, in support of your passion. Well, right now, what I what I've become increasingly passionate about is this organization called Black Girls Run. Black Girls Run. All right. Wow, <laughs> they are just. This is an amazing community of women, mm-hmm. black women, um, who have chosen to prioritize their health and wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, eighty percent of black women are overweight. We die disproportionately from preventable diseases, all tied to lifestyle. Um, so this so this community of women, it's national in scope. They have chapters all over. Um, but uh, it's a space that women gather, convene online mm-hmm. and in person all just based on self-care and wellness, taking care of ourselves. You know, these are all, you know, women from all walks of life that have decided to say, you know what, I'm not sitting on my butt anymore. You know, I'm gonna do- I've seen your mileage (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) And I run, I do run, I ran through our high school, Uh cross country captain a whole bit, but uh, I envy the early morning runs. We got to run together sometime. Oh, Lord. You we can do, we can do, I can hang. Yeah. Just getting up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See, well, you know, motivation. Right, yeah. right. And so, and this is why this community, I'm so grateful for this community because they, it's, it's, it's a way to be held accountable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Accountability is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have something or someone, you know, to serve as that, um, that layer of accountability, yeah, yeah. It, it gets difficult yeah, to, to really show out. up uh-huh. and be yeah. present. Wow. That's yeah, very true. Very true. That's great. Now, does a person need to be in any particular place, city, region, country mm-hmm. to pursue a similar passion? No. Yeah. No. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. There are people that use drugs. Everywhere. Yeah. 
Drug use is a part of the human experience. It will never go away. All right. So let's let's talk about let's let's talk about education. Mm -hmm. What are the benefits and the, mm -hmm. and the pitfalls of getting an education in this realm, uh, or even taking classes? Mm -hmm. Um. What are the benefits? Well, I, you know, I, I think. Uh, well, I've I'm a, I've been trained as a political scientist. Mm -hmm. I did not get my my background is not in public health mm -hmm. at all. Um, uh, so, um, I mean, education is useful. Period. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms of learning how to think. You know, be, learning how to become a critical thinker, yes. you know, learning how to ask the right questions, learning how to listen. Um, so I think, you know, it does not require any specific, I mean, you could do social work, you could do public health, but you know, you could also be successful doing this work with a liberal arts um, uh, type of education. Um, um, you think college is, requ is required? No, it's not. Okay. You don't have to have a college degree to do this work. Now, what advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue their passion in the way you have? Um, to volunteer, get your feet wet, cut your teeth, mm. to really figure out if this is um, an environment that you would feel comfortable working in because there's a lot of constant values clarification involved in this work because you are, anything having to do with sex, drugs, it really brings up a whole lot of stuff for people, you know, and um, to, because we operate on a harm reduction model, which means we withhold judgment, we do not require that people be abstinent um, uh, to access services here, it, it, it really can trigger all sorts of stuff for people. So I would say that, um, you know, volunteering, Spending some time at an agency um, like ours and, 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 and to get to really understand the depth of the work that we do would be extremely useful. So what's next for you? I have a grander plan. <laughs> Even grander plan. Alright. You know, I... Would you wish to share? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like I... So... And it's all tying all my passions together mm. because... Uh, in about five to seven years, um, I plan to, my husband and I are going to open up a bed and breakfast in Westmoreland, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And um, food mm -hmm. is going to be, you know, the centerpiece of that. I, you know, I, I'm really interested in engaging in healing and transform, transformative work, but just in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, so it will be in being of service, mm -hmm. right? But in a different way. And it really is... Um, um, just like I offer a safe haven here, mm -hmm. I'm looking to offer the same, a similar kind of experience, but on a much in, more intimate level. Um, so um, uh, we're going to um, uh, uh, get into hospitality and, and um, nurture and heal through environment and um, um, food. Yeah, yeah. Amuta, thank you.